Medic! Welcome back, boys and girls, to the Medica Podcast, presented by Responder Solutions Group. I'm your host, Chris Ruggiero, and this week continues the third installment, where I'm going to sit down with some of my former paramedic students who are now practicing paramedics and get their thoughts on making the transition from student paramedic to pre-hospital clinician. Uh, OB stopped by this week to hang out for about an hour. He's a 2015 graduate. He just recently got his uh, National Registry Paramedic Certification, though. Um, And this guy is the picture of persistence. He didn't give up. He put in the work. He earned that disco patch. And he statistically beat the odds of someone who had a long period of time since the end of school and then taking their exam. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of this dude. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to listen to some of his thoughts. On top of that, thank you guys, everyone who's listened, downloaded, liked, shared, reviewed, or sent me a text or a PM. Uh, The podcast has taken off way faster than I could have imagined. Um, Go ahead, subscribe right now on uh, iTunes or Google Play Music. You just can search Medic Up uh, on your favorite podcast app and and give it a listen. We've got about... uh, one, maybe two weeks left of hearing from the former paramedic students, and then we're going to start switching some gears, and we're going to hit some fun topics with a lot of really cool people uh, in EMS, uh, so stick around. Thank you for listening, and uh, let's get to it. All right, so let's get into it. So give me, give us a little bit of background demographics on you. If, you know, if you're in the witness protection program, you don't have to use your name or... Uh, you know. <laughs> no, you good. Um, my name is Ob Harris. Uh, been doing EMS since uh, around 2008. Started out as basic, transitioned to intermediate. Um, started off in a company in Anderson, and um, um, got experience as an EMT before I actually uh, went straight through school, right. through paramedic school. Just wanted to get that experience as an EMT um, before I went full blown paramedic. And um, here I am. What year? What year did you graduate paramedic school? Uh, 2015. And you you work the whole time through that from from the beginning of EMT all the way through paramedic to your first ALS job. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. So what brought you to EMS? Like, how did you pick EMS? Uh, well, everybody has that same coming. You know, I like to help people type deal. Uh, I did like to help people, but now. I hate helping people uh, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Sometimes I just kind of hate society. You know, you just don't want to deal with the people that's out there, the same old stuff, the homeless, the this, the that. That you see people on their worst day, right? All right, correct. Most right. definitely. You see people on their yeah. worst day. But what, is that really, you were sitting at home or you were sitting in school and you say, you know what? I want to do something where I help people. And EMS was it. it you know, we we hear that a lot. We also hear I was in a horrible car accident and the paramedics saved me. I wanted to give back or I had some type of life changing event and I felt like I could help. I could help others and I'd help myself. So I joined up. Right. Or, it was just basically that 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 feeling of being able to um, go to work and have a rewarding job or you go to work and you feel like you actually done something for the day. Part, part of something bigger. Right. Correct, that's a, correct, that's correct. another that's another common thread. Um, and again, it sounds cliched. It sounds corny, uh, especially when people start to people start to know you outside of EMS. And they're like, man, you know, again, I mean, the word when you do word association and you say, 
you say my name, people say abrasive. <laughs> right? But again, right. at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, some 78 year old granny is filled up to her clavicles. I wish she was my grandmother. I'm going right. to bend over backwards to help her. That's right. You know, and I'm going to put 110 percent into that's it. Because right. so, I do. Right. I enjoy I enjoy helping people. I enjoy using the skills. And, you know, that's that's it. And you had you didn't have any prior EMS training, public safety, you weren't a firefighter or anything. No, no. You're no. just some guy off the street. That's right. That's right. What made you sign up? You just what were you what were you doing before before EMT school? I remember <laughs> you from EMT school. Dude, I was uh I was a cook. Cook and, food service? Yeah, and, yes, yes. And we get and EMS is full of right. food service employees, right. whether they're cooks, chefs, wait staff, uh it's crazy how right close those jobs actually are right yeah i was i was a cook i actually was i ran the grill at this restaurant at anderson um man actually they actually sponsor a lot of like sporting events um on the water at the lake at this job that i worked at mm-hmm. and like there would be a bunch of standbys and stuff ems fireman they just look freaking cool that's They're freaking it. i knew awesome. i knew I, I knew i would get it out of you i would get it out they of you it's the shiny so... things shiny things diamond plate the sirens the lights oh, i man. heard i knew yeah, it yeah man they they look sharp they wrist was sharp you know they with the glasses on man at the just... uniform you oh, command yeah. respect yeah man yeah i got it yeah they, i got they it i got it i got that Right, I always say nobody, nobody is seven years old seeing the ambulance go by and go, "That's what I want to do." I saw the fire truck go by and saw dudes still riding the tailboard and was like, "That's pretty cool." <laughs> then when I got older, I realized the building was on fire. I'm not going in there. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, that's cool. That's good stuff. So no background. You you wanted to emulate that. You signed up. You went to EMT school, you got some experience, you went through paramedic school. How how well do you think paramedic school prepared you to work as a medic? Uh paramedic school, man, it was uh man, it was detrimental. I mean, it was tough work, but I knew what I wanted to be. I knew what I wanted to become. I knew how I wanted to help people. I knew the service I wanted to actually work for. Um because, I mean, at that time frame, they were the best medics they are. And I still think they are some still the best medics. Um, but paramedic school in general, man, it's just, I mean, it's nonstop. I mean, it's, you have to put your time in. You have to study. You have to stay on top of your, your studies, your schoolwork. You have to put the time in. I mean, you have to, I mean, even if you have to work, I mean, you, I mean, you don't sleep. I mean, if you have family. If you have other jobs, I mean, you might you have to make sacrifices to be able to get through paramedic school. And I think I know that paramedic school, especially my instructor, for sure prepared me to be able to go out in the streets and be able to take care of the public. So I know that guy. <laughs> he does all right. That's right. <clears throat> so what um what would be something so we did a good job getting you ready to work in the field. And and that's awesome. What uh, where did we fall short? What didn't the curriculum cover that you experienced? You're like, man, no, they never told us about that. Or, uh, man, I must have been absent that day because right. I don't remember them ever saying well, how to deal I, with this. I, the or, thing about about that, I don't think instructors can basically tell you how to run every call. Like, I, I honestly think that 
from your knowledge that you gain that you have gained from school that you have to be able to put it all together and make what you have make the best of what you have um cuz i mean no textbook nor instructor can tell you how to run every call but as far as as far as the instructors maybe not doing something or failing at something or not doing something that i wish they would have done i really can't say at this point in time i mean this probably a couple of things I've maybe forgotten that I need to brush up on myself just because I'm not, you know, actively doing it every day. I'm not doing that same call every day or what have you. But um, as far as instructors, man, I, I, I really don't have anything to say against that. Well, I mean, how about in general, maybe something the curriculum itself is lacking. You're like, man, you know, we didn't even, we didn't even touch on that or, well, you know, or just something you experienced in well, your first maybe something years. that could have been better or maybe like, some of like sim labs with um was it ready man or what was medi man medi man medi man um he was a pretty cool guy um i think he was pretty realistic and you know it's a broke half the time um <laughs> medi man is a high maintenance girlfriend <laughs> is what medi man is so you got to stay on top of right. medi man or medi man will let you down that's right well, you make the best of it though so um and, and I, I that's cool i i appreciate you being upfront about it um what uh what would you say to a medic student on their first day of their first semester paramedic class so they've graduated emt uh here it's ems 150 you're gonna learn ivs innovation advanced assessment you're gonna get your first taste of clinical time in the ed starting ivs drawing bloods and doing assessments what do you say to them before they walk in the door that day? Man, let it go. Let it go, man. What do you um, mean? All the distractions that you have outside of school, your family. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I, honestly, I, that's, I mean, for me, I, it took a lot of time from my family, from stuff that I do, for, even like for church and things like that. Um, it took a lot of it just took a lot of me, you know, to do medical school, and that's, I mean, you cannot have that many distractions in medical school. You, you can't get prepared to devote your time. Right. Yeah. You have to devote that time. Now, um, so to kind of expand on that, when you went through paramedic school, you were already married, right? Correct. Right. So yes. and oh, no, yes. no, no, yeah. no, no baby yet. No baby. Baby, baby <laughs> after medical school. Right. All right. So, and I saw a big difference. Or I still see a big difference with people who or students who are married or have family commitments versus the ones who don't. When I went through paramedic school, I didn't have any commitments. I had to make sure I paid my rent, I paid my cell phone bill, and I had gas in my car right. and food in the right. food in the refrigerator. And even food in the refrigerator was an iffy right. thing. I could right. eat eat free at school sometimes. Right. Um, but at the same time. I alienated myself and my roommates. I lived with four other dudes um, and I traveled 65 miles one way for paramedic school. Oh, wow. I lived in one place. I traveled 65 miles one way. I worked pretty much full-time hours at a part-time job right. to put gas in my car, right. to pay the rent right. and to eat food. Right. And they were in school. They were in school for their normal four-year degrees. And, uh, 
I remember in my first year, they would always, you know, be like, hey, we're going out. Let's go downtown. Let's go. Right. Let's go drinking. And or, hey, it's so-and-so's 21st birthday. I was a little older already. I was 23 years old. Right. Um, so I'd kind of gotten a lot of that out of my system. It wasn't a big deal to be like, oh, let's go to the bar. Right. Um, it was just extra money I didn't have. And then, you know, as school ramped up, I would have to be like, ah, oh, I got clinicals or, oh, I have a ride time right. or oh, I got to go to work. And then by their fourth year of school and my second year of school, finishing up paramedic school, they just would stop asking. Because they knew what the answer was. And I always think of those old those old college shirts that you would say, I can't, I have crew, or I can't, I have lacrosse. Right. Um, and mine was, I can't, I have medic school. Right, right. Um, and I completely alienated myself from them, and those, those were good friends, and I felt horrible about it. But Or if I'd be like, yeah, I can go out with you guys, we'll celebrate 7 says 21st, but I gotta, I'm only going to be there for like an hour and a half because right, i got to right. go home, i got to right. sleep 20 minutes, i got to get up, shower, i got to get in the car i got to be in the car, talking to myself, giving good ALS radio reports for the next hour before I go to a ride time. Right, right. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, by the end of it, it was, it was a lot of sacrifice. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we, I see students who, they're married, they're married with kids, and they're going through the same thing. And it's hard, again, it's typically MS. It's really hard to be, you have students on your truck now, it's hard to be sympathetic to them, right? You're like, right. look. I did it with a wife, yep. all right? I didn't see my wife for a year and right. a half. That's right. All right, listen, if I did it, you, you can, can do, do it. it. That's right. right. So That's maybe right. it builds character. That's right. It teaches that time management. It teaches some sacrifice. And yeah. I totally get it, man. Yeah. I totally no get it. No crying over here today, brother. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I we've heard it all before. <laughs> we've heard it all before. Um, so you tell them, you got to tell them, you got to let it go. I mean, again, as of much as I joke, I always do the thing, and it came from pretty much my paramedic school. What do we do on the first day of medic class? I ask you, what do you like to do in your free time? And everyone tells me and I say, why don't you write that on a card? I'll put that in my <laughs> desk drawer and we'll call that your free time and I will give that back to you at graduation. That's right. And then two days after graduation, you're bored right. off your ass. Right. You're like, man, I wish I was in pharmacology class right. writing me some drug profiles. Right. right. What do I do now? Man, I wonder if I like a two whole days off before work again. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so. struggling with that now still. <laughs> so that's their first day. What do you say to them while they're walking down the aisle at graduation or the pinning ceremony, right? Or or right before they leave the sidewalk in deployment for their first shift? What do you say to your brand new medic on their first day of their ALS well, job? The light was definitely at the end of the tunnel for sure. Um, you should be scared. Um, I, terrifying. I, yeah, I mean, you should be scared. If you're <laughs> not, there's something wrong. Honestly. <laughs> Um, you can be confident, but you're probably right. You can but, be terrified. Right, that's right. Um, I'm, 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 I'm like they say, I'm the duck across water. Just kind of just sailing across the water, but underneath, I'm paddling like a motherfucker. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. awesome. So, uh, I think everybody is. Yeah, I mean, the job is rewarding. Um, once you get in, um, like most places, should better put you with an FTO. Um, they shouldn't just put you out there sink or swim, which I have known some services to do that. It's actually very popular where I came from up north. Oh, it was oh, right. you pee in the cup Monday, they give you the narkeys on Tuesday and tell you do your best. Here's your partner. Yeah, he's an EMT and he just started too. So oh, wow. Go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yep. I doubt it's like that now. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been even more terrified if that was me. I but. bet. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I, I had a great experience with that and uh, with my FTO for a month. And I figured I, I felt like I got to handle a lot of different things and a lot of different situations that I had questions about that if I was, you know, basically out there on myself, you know, I would have had a harder time figuring that out um, versus having him right there beside me right. to be able to ask questions. Right. And, and you know, that's how it should be. And in, in a, a service like that really should have a program like that in place. And I know I was thankful for it uh, 15 years ago when I walked out of school and walked into the same service we're talking about. Um, except again, you know, my FTO experience wasn't, it wasn't as good as it could have been. Right. Um, and I was very lucky. Again, I'm, I always say that I'm an exception to the rule. I had really good mentors coming through EMS. Um, I knew I was exposed to a lot of ALS practice prior to becoming an EMT through the Explorer posts. And, right. uh, I, I, and again, I, I value that because I think it helped me in the long run. Right. Um, but in the, the other hand to that is, is it set me back because it took me longer to realize uh, how to become my own paramedic because I had maybe, again, not the best FTO, which right, I did right. fine. Uh, right. I didn't get bounced out of the service or anything like that, but I, it, it was somebody who was less than supportive or if I had questions, it was typical, well, I'll go look it up. I don't, I don't really know. That's not important. Like it was important to me. Right. But, right. you know, right. that, that's, that was the dynamic, unfortunately. So what was your best memory of school? Some any situation or something that you can think of? Um, best memory of school. Well, our, our class was that class. Um, <laughs> what's that? What is that class? What class was that? Oh man, goodness, man! We had a bunch of damn fucking crybabies in there for one thing. They're, they're going to be listening to this, I think. Oh, go great, but good because <laughs> I can tell them now. Um, I just. That I just thought a lot of them was just immature, man. They just yeah, would have not really talk about them like that. But um, I you just, had a lot of different attitudes, in that right? Class. It was just a bunch of attitudes, bunch of different personalities. I mean, we had we started off, I guess, it was thirty five something students. You had a lot of people. We had a lot of people, and um, summer semester and stuff was rough trying to correlate thirty people and things like that. Um, but one of the one of the my, one of my most memorable moments was uh, uh, you were actually uh, videoing videoing um, us. Actually, you had your GoPro cam right out front. Running the call. Yeah. That's funny because when I was thinking about the question, I was like, man, you know, this is the class where I got OB as the rock star. Yeah, man. Running that call, yeah, dude. And yeah, I, have yeah. that, I still have a video. Yeah. Innovation. Absolutely. And actually, you used that as um, at pinning as well. That's right. Yeah, um, it was a good video. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't really forget about it, but I wasn't really expecting it at the pending ceremony. And I, when I seen it, I was like, "Oh, that's so dope, man! That's pretty cool." That's what I've been working yeah, toward, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what this is what I've worked for. Yeah. This is what I'm working for. This is what I work toward. And look at look at me go! Right, it was awesome. It's awesome. All right, we know that class. A lot of attitudes. <laughs> not a, not a very cohesive class, right? And, and you're gonna have that. I made peace with it. It made it difficult for me. It made it difficult for the students. What was your worst memory? Worst memory, <laughs> probably. Um, we were down at what was that building? We're um, down on the bottom of the hill. We used to go and do um, simulations. No, the stat center. Stat center. That class again, man. Like I think we actually got kicked out of the stat center because of 
people being childish. Um, I'm going to go first. No, I'm first. That was was the argument. Uh, I'm second and I'm third. Like, everybody just sit the fuck down. They'll tell us what we're going to do. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, I remember Chris being pretty upset. And I wasn't there for it, which made it that much worse that I had to hear about it later. And again, what did I tell you guys? You know, when you're in uniform, when you're somewhere else, you're a guest, you represent yourselves, you represent the department, you represent me. I don't like to look bad. <laughs> and again, it's a, it was a decent lesson in professionalism. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. And, you know, there's consequences. Yeah. It's there childish consequences. and foolish. But it's all in the same breath, man. Those same guys that was were actually acting that way, like, I would almost run any call with them. They were actually good medics. Like, and, most, it, and in the end, absolutely, yeah, I, I mean, would agree with that 100%. Yes, sir. Um and it yeah. just goes to show you how much growing up happens in that 19 to 20 months. Yep. So that's definitely for sure. Right. And it's nothing you're right. It's yeah. nothing I wouldn't say to their faces yep. today yep. with no problem. Right. Yep. With no problem. That's yep. good. So we kind of talk I kind of I kind of hit a little bit earlier. You know, I'm very fortunate. I'm like an exception to the rule. I had really good mentors. Um, how how important do you think it is to have mentors whether it's in whether it's in paramedic school or uh, your your first job out of medic school, and it doesn't necessarily have to be your training officer. Right. Like they might they might be your training officer, but you might have a mentor, you know, and they might not even be an EMS. Like how important do you think it is? Uh, I think it's people? very important. I mean, you're gonna have times um, while in school that you're going to you're going to feel down. You, you're going to feel that hey, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Hey, maybe that. You know, I, I, I'm not the one that can be able to go out here and save lives every day. There's a lot of self-doubt. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of self-doubt. You maybe get that test grade back to where, oh, man, I failed this portion in cardiology. Like, what the hell? Maybe, I mean, am I going to be able to do this? Maybe uh, maybe I, I really suck at, you know, fifth or sixth grade math. I didn't even know that, you know, I didn't even know that I sucked this bad. But, I mean, I just think that just being able to have somebody to talk to, um, that person that when you when you do get down that can that can lift you back up be like hey brother I, I I really don't understand this can you can you please help me it's like look don't even worry about it this is the way I do it if you have to dumb it down dumb it down you know I mean just having that extra support man just able to, able to get through this process with school and stuff because you you gonna have your moments for sure it's you get those you get those where you get knocked down oh, you yeah. get humbled oh yeah um, oh yeah. You know, and it's not, we see it every cohort. um, And as an instructor, uh, I see it coming. (laughs) And I know you're, I know when you're going to make a mistake before you make it. And unfortunately, you need to learn from it. So I will make that mistake happen. That's right. Um, And it's not because I dislike you as a student. It's because you're going to build right back up from that. And, you know, it's better to make that mistake in a nice safe space in the classroom in simulation. So when you hit the field and you're taking care of my mom and dad, you're not making that mistake. That's right. Um, And you know what? You you might make other mistakes because I can't get you ready for them all, but I can get you to spot them, uh, anticipate them, hopefully mitigate them. Typical crew resource management. That's right. Um, So did you have a mentor? Or do you still have a mentor? Yeah, it's you. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) That's that's very flattering. I mean, dude, I... 
I've I felt like I've I mean I got my story behind that. I mean I, I hit rock bottom. I mean I had times where I mean I could not pass the. Oh, the, we're gonna talk about that. It's coming up. Yeah. So are we gonna do that now? Or no, you go, no, you go ahead and I say just, we finish it, your it, thoughts. It, finish it, your thoughts. It's just, man, I had the times where I just struggled with the test, with the National Registry, written exam, past practicals, whatever. I just keep it short for now. But, I mean, I passed practicals with no problem, but the written was just a bitch. It's just no other word for it, man. And I hit rock bottom. And the only person that was there for me was Chris, uh, my instructor. I mean, he was, I mean, he's the man. He lifted me up. He said, man, you can do it. Um Question after question after question, apps after apps after apps. <laughs> he basically told me, he said, dude, you can write your own fucking app at this point. You in time. could. Like, you could write your own. You, by yeah. the time we were done, you could have wrote your right. own registry exam and, right. and probably had a higher cut score than the registry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good, man. Right, I'm glad man. it makes me feel good that I'm yeah. a mentor for somebody. Right. <laughs> um, but no, absolutely. I mean, you guys know it's hard. It's hard to step away. It's hard to step away clinically. Um, it's very difficult to, um, and again, I wasn't away all the time. I just wasn't in the field as much as I'd like to being on the instructor side of it. And then when I left the instructor side in this past year to go do the training coordinator stuff, that was even worse, um, because it was even a bigger step back clinically. I wasn't teaching in initial education. I was teaching, um, continuing education, but at the same time, when somebody had a question, like, "Oh my God, come in, sit down, tell me about the call." Right, and, you right. Know, I'm kind of living vicariously through the the field providers and being able to do some teaching and having that interaction. And again, every time somebody left the room, I'm like, "Man, I wish I was on that call." Right, I couldn't buy right. a call like that. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm glad somebody would come to me. And even and again, it was positive and negative. People would come to me and say, hey, "I think I screwed this up. What do you think?" Right, or right. I had this situation. And this is how I handled it. Do you think I did a good job? And it's like, well. Let me go read your chart. I don't want to read your chart. Tell me about the call. You know, right. You tell me about it and we'll talk and, and, and we'll both get something Right. Out and of I it. feel like still, man, I can, even if I screwed up, I can still come to you and be like, Chris, I screwed up, brother. And I know I screwed up, but I feel like with you that you're, I mean, you're, you're very understanding. You have that way of going or seeing the way or the path that I took to take care of a patient. If I'm wrong, I mean, you're telling me that I'm wrong. I right. mean, you have no problem with, with doing that. But all in the same breath, I feel like you, you can you can understand the way that I took a path or, you know, maybe something that, you know, that we was taught in school, the reason why I took right. that path or, you know, you know, I think I can come to you and be like, hey, man, this didn't work out. I took this path just because X, Y, Z, and it didn't work. You know, and yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, end of the day, man, I, I, I believe that you're that guy. I mean, I, I really, tr- I truly, honestly believe that you're. I mean, you're that guy. So wow. So <laughs> that's cool, man. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I don't think I am, but that's cool. No, other no. people do think. Yeah, that. yeah, for sure. And it's because I enjoy it. I enjoy the work. I do. I enjoy the work. It's fun. Um, so I had a conversation with another one of your classmates. And it was very hard. It must have been extremely hard for that person to walk into my office and recount a call. Um, But when they walked out, they ultimately said, you know what? The next time that this next time I encounter this, I will not make this mistake and I will it will be on the tip of my tongue and I'm going to nail it. I'm going to. And it wasn't anything wrong. It was just something that maybe they overlooked it and they not tunnel vision, but it was like. 
when they reflected on it and they self-reflected, they're like, oh, if, I, if I'd have done this, I think it would have worked out for right. the better. And I right. was like, you're absolutely right. right. And and I think that's probably all they needed to hear, which was, which was good. Sure. So, okay. Um, I like to call it the having the EMS epiphany or uh, explaining to the students of when it starts to click, when it all comes together. Some people it clicks maybe a month or so before graduation. Some people it clicks while they're walking down the aisle. Other people a month, six months, a year after they graduate. Have you ever ha- have you had that? Yeah, 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 definitely, man. I, 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 <laughs> it um, all fell together. Yeah, that fall semester right off the forming car it was my hardest, hardest semester, man. Like I, I was the pathophys was trying to put everything together. It becomes a dirty word oh, because yeah. I say it every day. Yeah, yeah that's that's that was the semester it, it didn't click. That's I mean that was my semester. Forming car didn't click. You drinking from the fire hose. <laughs> Forming car didn't click. Pathophys didn't click. And then my final semester, I was just like, all right, here we are. What the crap? What is this? Like, when is it going to finally click? Um, It was definitely towards the end. I would say the capstone semester uh, when I was actually having to use my own, like, just everything in general that I've learned through school, um, capstone semester was just, I mean, you you were it. I mean, you were you, the team lead. Right. I mean, you, you were, were being team evaluated right, right. as the team leader. Right. You were making decisions. You were running the call. You were delegating, and yes. you had to put that path there together. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I would say that would that would have been a semester that that it, it actually clicked for me. Um, being able to, like you say, have those team leads to be able to run these calls, to be to have my preceptors say, tell me that. Hey, this is it. We're going on a cardiac arrest. We're going on a pediatric arrest. You team lead. Have at it. Let's go. So at that point in time, I mean, you already have your mindset. You already been given most of your tools at this point in time to go and run these calls. You just got to um, figure out where to where to apply it. Right. 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 So was was it a specific call? Oh or yeah. Was it, a, well, was it a was it a point in time like where you're sitting in class going, "Oh my god, I got this." Right. Well, yeah. Um, Specifically, a certain call, um, pediatric arrest, um, kid, I think maybe Down syndrome. I can't quite remember exactly the whole call. But, I mean, me, my preceptor and I, we ran that call. I mean, we had, I had just had PALS. I just had ACLS PALS, all the sort of uh, cards we had to have for that semester. So it was just fresh in my mind. Um, I didn't need anybody telling me, like, Oh, okay. It's point oh one milligram per kg or point one mL per. I did. I mean, it was already done. Um, I think we actually had notes came in, calculated kilograms and all that stuff. We already knew the drug doses before we even actually got on the call, and it was just like an oil machine, man. It it was just, you know, we got in there, we got the the guy, we confirmed the rest, we pushing the meds, we scooped them up, was going to the hospital. I mean, I mean, it's. You know, it's up for the kid itself, but as as paramedics and being confident and and being a, a, a competent paramedic, I, I felt like that was the time that, you know, it actually clicked for me specifically. And it so. was, it was you just flowed. Oh, yeah. It was oh, zen-like yeah. and oh, things yeah. worked out. Your hands moved a little faster oh, than yeah. your brain. Right. I booed my chest out a little bit after that I mean, call. You felt, felt, little, you felt I, a little I taller. Felt, yeah, I felt good after That's that good. call. That's good. That's good. They put you, but you clean up after the call. You tuck your cape back in. Right, and you go right. To the call. 
right. then you go back to school and you get put back there. You go, yeah, you go to school and you forget to take a blood pressure before you did the cardio version. Right. You probably could have just used some adenocard and right. You know, right, you're humbled. I get it. Right. That's that's awesome. Um my next question really is it's it's very it's very straightforward. It's to tell me about uh, your first year as ALS. I call it the survival year. And the survival year is pretty much you're just trying to make it through. Year number two, you kind of become your own paramedic. But your survival year has been pretty short. Even though you graduated in 15, struggled with the written. Right. Um, and and I, I, I hope you're not embarrassed talking about it. No, no, absolutely um, not. But you're one of the most persistent people I've ever met with that written test. Um and I know you overcame a lot to to pass that. I felt I felt like I repassed it when you passed it, because I, I what I, I say it I say it to every cohort, um, and I, I try and say it frequently. I always tell you I measure my success on your success. Right. Um, if you guys are successful, I feel like I was successful. Right. Um, you know, and I'm always refining stuff too. Um, but you know, you struggle you struggle with the written. I gave you I think I gave you every tool I possibly oh, yeah. had. Yeah, um, yeah, to, we exhausted everything. I gave you everything. Everything, man. Um, I looked at I looked at how you took tests. I looked at the time. I looked at everything I knew that I knew about item writing and the psychometrics and all that stuff. Um, and you finally passed it, right? You, yeah, you I, finally I, passed it. <laughs> um, and you finally passed it. I think were you did you have to did you have to do a refresher? Yeah, I took the refresher. So you went three, so you went three times right. refresher, and you went back and you killed it. Right, killed it, man. You, and you went back and right. you killed it statistically it's difficult to do and i remember the phone call i remember when you called me like yeah i passed my written <laughs> test and i was like i remember it was i think it was i can't remember where i was i think i might have been in the office and i was i was like i know i was excited but you were like look my practicals timed out and i gotta redo them and i was like oh uh i have bad news for you because you had been in that transition spot between the good old 12-step registry. Right. And now you were going to have to take the six-step registry with the simulated out-of-hospital patient care scenario. And you never practiced for that. Right. Sort of. Right. We didn't put as much emphasis on it. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. <laughs> uh and uh, it, it, I think it worked out. I think it worked out for the better. We put you, we put you through a little, a little boot camp and right. what you could expect. And you took your test. What? Did, and I, I remember, I remember that personally. I remember that. Uh, I was laying in bed. I was watching TV. Just kicked back on a Saturday, uh, waiting for the phone call. And then I forgot about it. I think maybe I took a nap because I'm an old man. Right. And old in EMS here. <laughs> and uh, the phone woke me up. And you're like, dude, dude, dude. I passed. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, I was going nuts. My kids were freaking out. They were like, oh, why are man. you screaming? Right, right, like, right. what are you screaming for? And I was like, yeah, yeah we I, passed it. I told you, I say, uh, I called you. I was like, hey, Chris. And I was like, uh, how about it? And he was like, no, you tell me how about it <laughs> like that. And I was like, man, I fucking passed. <laughs> and it was just like the greatest feeling ever. I bet, dude. I mean, I it was bet. like. Three tons lifted off my chest, man. It was good. It felt good. It felt oh, good yeah. to give you the old school. I oh, gave you yeah. an old school medic, an old school medic registry patch. It felt good to pass that down. That's right. 
So that was good. So, so what, what, when I mean, you said a little bit earlier, what was kind of going through your head while you were struggling with that? What, what did, what were you, what was going on? And you had a lot going on. You graduated yeah. paramedic school yep. here. You had, you struggled, you were, you had already, you failed your written, you had a baby on the way. I had a baby on the way. My <laughs> wife told me just out of the blue and started stressing about that. <laughs> but all in the same, no pressure. Yeah. On the same breath though, I just don't feel like it was, the baby had nothing to really do with it. Like, no. I was like, I mean, okay, yes, she's pregnant, but, you know, here I am, just spent all this time, and, you, you know, I should have already passed this paramedic hey, put put that in perspective. You started an EMS with EMT school in 2008. Right, true. You graduated in 15. <laughs> you got your medic in... 2017. <laughs> so, what do they call people? That's you're a doctor. Right. You're like a doctor of paramedicine. Right. 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 Um, you know, and, and but you're a paramedic. I'm a paramedic. You beat at the end it. Of the day. You beat. You beat it. You overcame it. I'm extremely proud of it. So, your survival year, and it has so far been a survival few months. Right. Right. What do you think? Man, I love it. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, you have your days where you just so sick and tired of the public. Like you absolutely want nothing to do with the public for the day. But some <laughs> days, man, you have your your game face on and you just like, you know, you play whatever music you like in your car, truck, vehicle, right before work. And you just like, off, yeah, you ready. just end up like, bring it, yeah. oh, you know, whatever. I today's mean. the day. Yeah, today's the day. Bring it. What you got, Grimble? Come on, Grimble. Um, you know, and you, you have your days where you just so pumped and you just so ready to go out and make a difference. And, um, man, this these last few months has been uh, uh, just eye-opening experience. Because um, you're it, man. You're yeah, the guy. You're I, the guy I'm, on the I'm, truck. I'm, you're I'm holding it, the man. narcotics key. Yeah, man, you're making yeah. decisions. Dude, these protocols and stuff, too, it's just, like, insane, man. Like, some of the stuff. And uh, like I had a real bad COPD and he told me several times that he had to be he had to be two um three or four times and you know he wasn't feeling good doing nail treatment wasn't doing any good for him get him on stretcher get him in a truck he's like i'm not feeling good i'm gonna die i'm like no sir no you're not you're not gonna die today and basically taking him from his low to his most high man was just phenomenal i mean we've 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 given him dual nail treatment. We've bagging in, uh, not bagging in, CPAP and dual nail treatment in him. We got fluids going. We got solumedrol going. We got mad sulfate. I mean, we got all the stuff that we pushed on this guy. You paramedic the man. shit out of that. Oh, guy. oh man. That was just an awesome feeling, man. That actually be back there um, seeing this guy actually turn around from going from, you know, just O2 sats and the dumps. I mean, just. And him thanking me when we get to the hospital. I mean, that's like the ultimate, like, he's like, man, I want to tell you, you saved another life today. He's like, I literally thought I was going to die. And um, and even taking that patient in to the hospital and the nurse is freaking out, not having any idea what in the world's going on. They're afraid of a CPAP machine with a little bit of doing that, you know, <laughs> with bags hanging and stuff like that. And oh, where were they 20 minutes ago? Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, he's... Stable now. I don't fix them. Yeah, you I know? got it. Yeah, he just needs a sandwich yeah. and a cup of Jello and yeah, get him out of yeah. here. Yeah, just go get your vent machine. Yeah. We, we got this, you know. <laughs> and that's man, that's just so rewarding. Um, at the end of the day, so 
It's awesome. That's fantastic. And then you tucked your cape back in and you went yeah, on that no, <laughs> So, what, uh, I, I, I keep debating whether to throw this question out because I know what it kind of goes down the road to, but I'll ask it either way. Um, do you, would you say that EMS has changed you? And I'll leave it that vague. And I think a lot of people pick up negative connotation from that and, like does it? Are, is he really asking? Do I have PTSD already? I mean, that's not what I'm getting. At. <laughs> right, right. right. I think EMS changed me before med school in a way. Um, you you build a tolerance for people. You build a tolerance for the worst that can happen. Um, you like I say, you never prepare for every call, mm-hmm. but EMS in general. Yes, I mean, in a way, it has changed me, but the the main thing that I try to do is keep EMS separate from home home life. I try not to let it interfere with, you know, the stuff that I've ran or stuff that I've seen um, come and interfere, interfere with my life or with my home because I, I think that that's can that where it can um, get some kind of fluctuation between bringing EMS home and letting it you know, kind of interfere with your home and family. I think that can take a toll on you um, tremendously. Um, I try to leave work at work. Um, the stuff that I've seen that I don't really want my wife knowing about it or my son knowing about it, I just try to keep at work. And again, not to not to pry in your personal life or throw a ton of it out there, but your wife works in healthcare. <laughs> my wife works in healthcare. Right, my right. wife worked in EMS and then went to right other healthcare oh, in the hospital. Right, absolutely. So I mean, now yeah. now and your wife she does CBSU nurse, right? Or, yeah, well she she did. Now she's home health. Uh, only but, even but, yeah. So she knows our people, right? She knows our people. So it, it's it's just to the point where. Not that she's seen it all, done it all, but I guess the fact that we both are in healthcare, so nothing, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say nothing really excites her, but it's like telling the same story over and over, and it's like, oh, okay, he had another patient, or she's telling me, oh, okay, she had another patient today. Well, my it, patient was cooler than your patient. Right, right, yeah, it's just, it's just like circling your tail, like you just, and I don't know, man, it's... EMS is just one of the things that you have to be able to go to work and you have to have your free time as well because if you don't, man, this job will kill you. It will weigh you down. It will get the best of you. I mean, you got to have that free time. You got to go out, have a good time with friends, do something that you like and that you enjoy. That's not EMS. That's not it's EMS. It's so hard, man. Yeah. We tell that to people all the time. It's really difficult. People are like, well, got some time off. I'll go work my other EMS job. Yeah, job. man. Don't. Uh, uh, don't you, do you that. know, don't or, uh, that, I got to go do volunteer standby at the music festival, no, or I'm no, going to go. No. Yeah, I, I get mean, it. You, I, I understand if you got to do your part time gigs and stuff because I still do. Right. But when you, my weekend, that weekend that I'm off from work, man, those three days, those oh, are you. You that, schedule your me. life around yeah, those three days. That's right. That's right. That's I, right. I absolutely get that. And, and you know, and I understand the the opposite of that. Again, uh, I've lost friends. Uh, I've lost friends and relationships because of EMS um, and that's from people outside EMS who don't understand right. uh, while I was going through medic school I was working like I said part-time job you would make uh, even before that when uh, I was just working I used to work at a transfer service uh, you know your end time I worked like uh, I think I w- 
one shift I worked was like 6 a.m. until 2 p.m. And that was awesome. And I started working like 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Well, you don't make plans at 6.30 ever. You're making plans for 8.30, 9 o'clock that night because there's no way you're getting off on time. You're always going to get that late call. Right, right. And then, you know, that was always a problem. Then I did a 911 service as a part-timer when I was in school. And I never cared about being held over because I was held over on a 911 call. Now, my friends cared. Because I'd be like, yeah, you know, shifts over at six. I'd come. I remember one night where I came rolling in about eight o'clock, two hours afterwards, and there. And I still came in. It was it was snowing. It was cold. We were on an extrication, a forty minute extrication mm. in the cold, uh, to the point where I was using the backboard as like a shield, and it was getting ice on the backside of it. Oh, wow. I still I came home. I came home in my bunker pants, and like my idiot roommates were like, "Where you been?" I've been swimming. What do you think? Can't you tell how by how tan I am? Right, right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we were on a call. And it's like, hey, we were supposed to have dinner. We were doing this. We were going to go do that. I was like, you guys could have went without me. You guys know what this is. Right. Um, and again, it's the same people who, again, stopped asking to hang out. Right, yeah, right. Because they knew what the answer was going to be. That's right. Um, and, and it sucks. And then the opposite side of that is, again, my wife came from EM, EMS 18 years. You know, she knew. She knew what was out there. She ran the same calls. Right. And again, it's not, you know, those same friends who I alienated from, like, dude, tell me about those cool calls. Right, right. And she's like, yeah, great. Another right. another extra case. Right. And then on top of that, she was our dispatcher. <laughs> so she knew what the call was. She's like, yeah, I sent you. Yeah, triple stabbing. I remember. Right, right. Yeah. Let me guess. They were stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I was awesome on the call. And I got to decompress. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah. I remember sending it to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've done that too. Right. Like, oh well. Right. All right. Well, whatever. I'll go tell some. I'll go tell OB. He'll, he'll think it's cool. Um, and I, and I get it. And it's you know separating that and having that off time is absolutely absolutely crucial. So what's next for OB? Where's EMS? What do you want out of EMS? Where's it going to take you? What's next? Man, I I know for a fact that I don't want to be pushing a stretcher at you know. Please don't. 50. Don't say. Please don't say forty. No, fifty. <laughs> <laughs> fifty. You know. Um, I just think this this job is for, you know, the the younger. Um, I won't say really generation, but I mean it's like I said. I just don't want to be that guy at fifty. I I seen what EMS have done to people, you know, at that age. Man, it just it 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 just wears and tears on the body. Um, but as for me, um, I'm just buying my time. I'm still in that time frame right now to where still enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it, man. Um Let's go I run the next call. Yeah, I, I want to get that experience under my belt. Maybe I'll go somewhere where it's a little bit slower. But as of right now, man, I'm still I'm still thriving off these calls, being able to use some skills and stuff that I learned from school, being able to use these aggressive protocols and stuff that actually send a a a, a life difference, man, because I mean not everybody have the protocols that we have, and some of the protocols that we have that I work part time. I mean, I feel like, you know, if I had those same protocols, like I could turn these people around. Right. You know, I almost sometimes scared because I don't have those protocols at this other job. You feel hobbled. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just feel like I'm so restricted, and I know what to do, and I know what works because I've seen it. You know, I'm still just thriving off that. 
um, at this moment. Maybe two years later down the road, we'll probably be talking, I'm pretty sure, a lot different. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I say, I, I definitely have my moment. I haven't even thought about going other places. But, man, this right now, I, I'm, I'm certainly enjoying it. Um, I just want to get this experience up on me, um, you know, and, and see, I mean, EMS is changing. I mean, daily. I mean, I mean, I, I've seen it change since 2008. I've seen it, you know, where they got paramedics working in ERs and, you know, helping out and trying to use the same protocols. Maybe they used it, they service. And, you know, and I think that, you know, they are very beneficial in the hospital. I think that they can yet help nurses. I think that, I mean, paramedics are at the same level, if not higher than nurses, my honest opinion, because we've been out there. We've done the work. I mean, We've had the training. I mean, we had training that these nurses hadn't had. I mean, it's nurse. Well, I'm not going to even go right there, but <laughs> we'll, we'll mark that. We'll mark that down for another podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that alone. But I, I mean, I think that I mean the, through the training that we that we got through this program and stuff that you know I, I believe that we can take what we've learned, man, and go out here and and, and do the work. And even at higher levels, you know, at nurse levels and, you know, beyond. I think that, you know, we we definitely had the education in the background to go and do that. So. And we, you know, we at the school, we obviously push, you know, one of our one of our outcomes is for you guys to become lifelong, uh, recognize and become lifelong learners. And, um, you know, we I, I personally believe that I teach you to learn right. uh, as well as teach you the the hard the hard skills to go out and do the job. Um, so, I mean, and that, and that's good. You seek out that, you seek out advancement, you seek out the, the continuing ed, not just what you need to keep your license and your certs and, you know, you, you move forward from there. Um, I back up real quick and then we'll end this. Okay. Um, what went through your head while you were struggling with the written? What was like you, like what, what kept you moving toward going to pass that test? Dude, I knew I had two more times. I knew that, you know, I, I mean, you you got six times to take this test, including with the refresher course. I I, I learned nothing in the refresher course. It was a complete waste of time. Um, it didn't help me with anything. I mean, I think I would have been a lot better off just taking that refresher class, just as just using it for study questions. Um, but I mean, it's. It's to the point now, man. I just that 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 written test, man, was just. I mean, I, I felt down. I felt like I was. It, it came to the end. I felt like I put in all this time, effort, and work to go in and you know and do paramedic school and to come down to an end to where I maybe wasn't going to be a paramedic. So right. I was already looking at different opportunities, different jobs. I already started looking at. You know, GHS, maybe there's something there I can do. Um, it, it, it really put a dampen on my spirit. I mean, it was just, it was just, I didn't know where, where I was going to end up, man. I had two more times to take this test. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I had two more times to take this test, and I, I knew something had to happen. Um, and and I've, I've done nothing new. From from <laughs> since day one, since I had took it, I've done nothing new. Um, I know what you were saying. Yeah, like I said, I just basically felt like I've, from the fourth time that I took, fourth or fifth time, whichever one it was, that I took this test, 
I've learned nothing different from the first time that I took the test. Like, I just felt like it was just my time. Maybe the, the test just said, all right, you pass, you know? I, I, I thought that too. I thought <laughs> maybe registry was like, oh, this guy again, let's yeah, just get let's, let's just, just get it over with, right? right? He, he somewhat knows. <laughs> He's taking every question we have. Right. Just let, let him have it. Just let him have it at this point in time. But right, um, yeah. either way, failure was not an option. Yes. That's, I thought I mean, that was awesome. Um, I'm glad. I'm proud of you. I think it's a it's one of it's another one of my favorite student success stories, man. I'm glad you're out there helping people. You make it look easy. You're a rock star. Please keep doing what you do, man. And I uh, I appreciate you sitting down. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you. Appreciate it.